Con, the podcast that goes pew, 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 pew. And joining me, as always, is the laser sharp Lee. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm going to have purple in my hair, too, because f- I'm going to go do it again. I'm going to put my little purple, purple. Uh, I had it a couple of years ago. I had the back. And the reason I say that is because the pew, pew, pew with uh, Admiral uh, yeah, pe- Vice Admiral Haldo did that in Star Wars. And she like made her she did that and you can actually see her voice going pew during one of the shots and it's hysterical. Sorry. Oh, so gotcha. that also I was trying to figure to out where that was going. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. I love it. I do. I, I do. I love it. So, uh, hi. Hello. We are under 20 days. Uh, we're well under 20 days. We're at like 18 yeah, no, now, aren't we? Um, yeah. No, you weren't supposed to bring that part. Oh, no. We're, well, 19 hours and four minutes. I mean, okay, 19 good. hours, 19 yeah, that's, hours, that's, that's 19 nice. days, and four hours. Up. I'm going to round that sucker up to like 100 days. How's that? Yeah, <laughs> so, sounds sounds <laughs> like it's time. probably not going to happen. Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, as you hear this, it's probably like a f- uh, 14 days, I think, would be the, yeah, because yeah, this <laughs> one, we're about five, five Believe uh, it or not. behind on our, on our, in yeah, our we're queue. like ahead of ourselves. This well, is kind of yeah. Yeah. Short in the beginning, uh, long in the end. I don't know what that means. Yeah, well, that happens. Um, so yeah, no, uh, we got some people announced. Mm-hmm. We got. Um, I want you to tell me who this person is. Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake Roberts is a classic, classic wrestler. Um, I believe started with the WWF. I could be wrong. Um, uh, he could have started with one of the other. I mean, obviously, probably started in a smaller, uh, smaller wrestling league. But um, I think first came into prominence with uh um uh, wwf and uh his his gimmick was he had a snake in a bag that he would take and uh, after he he pinned you down or whatever he would then take and throw on top of your body oh um, no yeah yeah no, yeah. No. yeah it was a boa constrictor it was never gonna hurt anybody um but uh so but it was, it was you know dramatic it was dramatic there was also um if I, if memory serves correctly there was a documentary made um about him, I, th- I believe I saw it. I can't remember the name of it though. Um, about what's happened to him since he stopped wrestling. Um, okay. And uh, it was, you know, he's the life of a of of a Jake the Snake was was famous, but it was pre big contract sort of times, right? Yeah. So this, he wasn't the Rock. Yeah. So definitely. he yeah. didn't get you know his his care and 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 uh, whatnot. Um, wasn't that great? He, I think that, you know, and I could be speaking out of turn. I got to remember, I got to, I should probably look this up while we, uh, talk. Um, but, um, he, he needed to get a, uh, um, uh, some surgeries done and he needed to go mm-hmm. through, uh, uh, what you call it? A Kickstarter or whatever. 
uh, GoFundMe okay. or something like that. If if memory oh. serves correctly, that that's the same person that, that I saw that wrestling documentary on. Um, well, actually, that's when you're talking about that too. As I remembered, Abdullah the Butcher. There used to be an a uh, restaurant that he opened in Atlanta, Abdullah the Butcher's House of Ribs and Chinese Food. It was the best. Oh my god! And the it was the best food. The ribs they had rib. They had little rib tips that were just amazingly wonderful. Uh, and the egg rolls were like the size of my head. They were that big. Because people are like, I'm going to get two egg rolls. And I just look at them going, you, good luck. Have fun. So, yeah, but it's closed now. I was about to say, you could go there. And it was awesome, but it's closed. Sad. And, um, um, and he used the DDT as his as his uh, finishing move. So What is DDT? I saw that it's, too. What's that? It's a, uh, it's, it's a move where you basically take – uh, the, your opponent's head, of course, you know, it's wrestling's not fake, but it's fixed. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you take someone's head, you lock in a, basically a headlock and, uh, along the side of your body and then f- flip your body to the ground and help plow their head into the, into the Ow! mat. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Ow. Yeah. This why do you, I don't understand. Um, okay, so I also had to tell you something because um, we're going around this in a pretty odd way. But you were correct about Terminator movies yesterday when we were talking about them. There was Terminator, Terminator Two: Judgment Day, Terminator Three: Rise of the Mount Machines, Terminator Salvation, which was um, just not that good. Uh, Chris, mm-hmm. uh, Christian Bale was in it. Don't yeah. And then Terminator Genesis with came out in 15. And now it's going to be Terminator Dark Fake, which is a, I, I read this because I was very confused. It's actually a sequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, uh, yes. I didn't even talk about Yeah, Terminator so they're skipping Genesis. all the other, yeah, they're skipping all the others. They're skipping like they every exist, yeah. three, Salvation, mm-hmm. Genesis, and mm-hmm. going back. So that would be very interesting, too. Um, and there's also somebody who's coming to Dragon Con. I just had his name up. David Blue, he is, uh, he said, is he, is he depressed? Is he no, depressed? I don't think so. I think oh, okay. that's just the last name. Maybe he likes the Johnny Walker Blue Scotch. I don't know. But he did that. So I was wondering, John, mm-hmm. he was on Stargate Universe and Moonlight and Ugly Betty. And I don't know what Henry Danger was on Nickelodeon because I don't have kids that young anymore. Um, but I was wondering, do you think. Those people that are in like military sci-fi movies, the Terminator would be one, uh, Stargate Universe. Do you think that they had to learn like wrestling moves and weird stuff like that? Uh, I'm no, no. But I don't know for sure. But if only we had experts that would know. Maybe. No. Well, that would be good. But guess what? We do. We have two. <laughs> only the second worst <laughs> transition we've done. There's been worse. Um, hi, let's talk to the directors of military sci fi. Military sci fi uh, track. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, folks. How are you doing today? We're doing <laughs> trying to get to okay. your part. That's how we're doing. Well, we've so been hi. working on wrestling that schedule. Oh, <laughs> oh that's even better. Oh, we got to remember that one too. Yay for you, wrestling that schedule. I do wonder though, do the poor actors have to like do that? I mean, do they have to learn some of that? I'm assuming they have to learn because all of these, especially sci fi and military sci fi, especially, they have yeah. to do these role things and fighting and punching and and learn yeah. how to learn how to lean uh, to to the left and to the right when your ship gets hit. Yeah, I don't know. 
I just they actually do quite a bit of physical conditioning for a lot of these roles. And oh, they wow. learn some new skills that they try not to practice too much because, well, they're supposed to be assassins, killers, all sorts of different things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Military people, not always what you want to bring home. Well, I would also think Al. I just, I, when John was talking about that whole thing, and I'm all I can go, Karen, is Al. Ow. Uh, by the way, we should introduce who these who these folks are, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't. We've do got that. Uh, James and Karen down. on the phone. Hi, James and Karen. Sorry, I just said the directors of military <laughs> sci-fi didn't. I? It's fine. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, James and Karen. You, you, you mentioned David Blue, and there's actually a story about him in Stargate Universe. Um, Goody. Yeah. They they hired him because he was heavy set, and they wanted someone kind of like that for the gamer role that he started out the show with but he wanted to get healthier and he actually went to the producers and said hey can i start working out and slimming down you know these people are on a ship they don't have a lot of resources not a lot to eat necessarily not much to do yeah so can i bulk up some and, and actually get fit and he looks amazing today i i just looked him up and yes yes he does in yes, fact, yes, he uh, when he has appeared before dragon con there were a few people who weren't sure who he was Mm. Because they're used to a very different Eli, and they were mostly pleased. Very well, pleased. That, yeah, very pleased. That, uh, yes, well, good for him for getting in, uh, being healthier. Yay on him. Because that was always actually something John and I would joke about is, how did Hurley stay like that on an island? But, mm-hmm. yeah, well, now we know. Well, now we know with the answer, but it doesn't really work. Uh, <laughs> It still doesn't work. I don't care what they say. <sighs> um, so uh, we're not going to argue about it. It's okay. Mm. It's okay. So Karen yeah. and James. It's a lost cause. Oh, oh, John, she got the dad joke in before you. <laughs> oh, boo, she, boo, but yet, boo. yay, but boo. Yay. That was good. That was good. So what is military sci-fi uh, at Dragon Con? What is that track? Okay, our track it isn't exclusively focused on the military and definitely not just like U.S. military, thing like that. But it's kind of a synthesis of all these different shows that deal with space and armed forces in space and exploration, lots of different things. And some of the shows that we have are Babylon 5, Battlestar Galactica, The Orville is now one of ours. Oh, um, I didn't realize that. A lot of different things. Cool. Stargate, of course. Yeah. Um, we also have Firefly, which we, we managed to get, and <laughs> a couple others. Uh, we added Space 1999. So there's a lot of different things that we cover, and we try to make sure that we share out responsibilities for all those so that each of those properties gets their moment to shine within our track. So That is very cool. So what Lee was alluding to, or the example she used earlier, um, though you may not actually have a, a panel on this, but would something like Terminator fall under uh, under military sci-fi? Not at this time. I think more because they're looking at in terms of AI and robotics and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of on the side of what we do, but a lot of times we end up having some discussions that kind of take in other things. Yeah. If they also, weren't so oh. big for their britches, Star mm-hmm. Trek might be one of ours. I'm just saying. Uh, you're just saying. <laughs> uh, but they're kind of, yeah. They, they got, what, 12 million... T- different no uh, i mean i yeah, love star trek yeah right I, mean, I love star trek don't get me wrong but yeah well, but we got- are having a panel on discovery and the orville well These i was interested that you got the orville tell me about that that's kind of cool 
So one of the things that we've talked about when we were looking at different shows coming out is that we currently did not at that time have a show that was actively on the air Mm. and the Orville came out and it was Star Trek, but it wasn't, but it was, but it wasn't. And, but some of the camaraderie, the attitudes, the relationships actually felt a little bit like Stargate to me, to be entirely honest. And so we kind of petitioned for it and they decided that, well, to give it to Star Trek might be a bit too much, mm-hmm. I believe. That's this yeah. is my mm-hmm. thought process. Yeah. yeah. So we ended up with it. And so far it's been a really interesting turn because a lot of our shows have dealt with exploring modern issues in a future Oh, uh, you dropped off there, Karen. Karen. You there? You're back. There you are. You're back. Okay. Sorry there about that. Oh, it happens. That's okay. Yeah. So I, I actually um, just, my husband and I started right at the end. Uh, it was already out. I think it was actually after Dragon Con or at some point this summer, we started watching the season one of the Orville because I am not a big Seth MacFarlane fan on some of his more cartoony things. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do Seth MacFarlane, but then we started watching it and we both fell in love with it. And yeah, I do. I get that. You get that Star Trek vibe, but of course you you get a lot of sci-fi vibe and that's, he said that, you know, he grew up with sci-fi and that's what he loves. So Really cool. And I like that you said you're doing what is it with Discovery? Um, talking about the two new shows or the we're panel you were talking about? We're doing a comparison because hmm. a lot of times those two are put head to head. So we are just going to steer into the skid and do a <laughs> Star Trek Discovery versus Orville kind of panel. It is going straight down. Woo, there you go. You know, because why not? Go big or go home. You only got four, five, six, twelve. I don't know how many days Dragon Con is. Uh, yeah. it, it is uh, currently uh, 17 days. Five. Five. It's six five. days? Is that what you said? Six? Five. Six? Stop it. Six? You're the one that made it five. Mm. You somehow spoke into the ether and things happened. Mm. So, shushish. Shush. Well, we're all okay. in a we're all in a big simulation, so that's possible. That's true. That is true. Um, uh, so James, what is uh, you talked about how you guys are kind of parceling it off? There's some about the Orville, and then there's some about Stargate. What is your area of uh, parceled parts to make sure everything is equal? Well, I'm I'm pretty familiar with all of the shows that we have, all the properties, so I can kind of help steer everybody into making it even comparing okay. contrasting different shows or pulling in other shows. Um, mostly I sit around and do the tech stuff in the track room, but uh, you know, I do help out uh, being familiar with all of our properties. Oh, excellent. Okay, cool. And uh, it started out more with Stargate too. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was kind of his first, honestly, his first fandom track that wasn't security. (laughs) There you go. That came in on the first day when it was still uh, Stargate. Well, it was actually Stargate Offworld and it was SGMT and now it's military sci-fi. And Stargate, I think, was the one after X-Files kind of broke my heart a little bit. Um, I was like, all right, I don't, I'm not going to ever get into sci-fi again. And Stargate (laughs) kind of drew me in. It just was like, come on, it's okay. You like the movie, it's okay. Come on, the show's not bad. And so, yeah, and I, I've 
yeah, Stargate Atlantis is still my favorite. And I know I don't want to hear it. I know. Don't don't even go there with me. I you like what you like, and that's a good thing. So well, Paul McGillian's coming. So there yes, you go. he is. It's Paul McGillian. Yes, he is an awesome, awesome guest. Um, he's been there a couple of years. Uh, it's been a couple of years since he came, I think, but he's right. been there for before. It's been great. So are you doing you are doing, of course, a Stargate uh panel is and I'm assuming he will be on that, or are you just gonna throw questions at him when he's on just on a stage? <laughs> Actually, he has a couple different roles that he'll be doing for us. We're mm. gonna have, of course, big media panels and we'll be putting a few folks on those. Um, David Blue will be on at least one of those, probably with Paul as well as we're gonna try to steal back Ben Browder for a few of those since he'll be doing a lot of the Farscape reunion stuff, but we'll talk about that. Yes. Um, and he will also be serving as the guest MC for the Don S. Davis Memorial Charity Auction, Paul Will. So we'll get a chance to see him and put a few things to him in a couple times. Yeah. Now, the if you have never heard of the Don S. Davis Memorial Auction, you guys do that on Sunday. And how did that come about? Because it's a great story about how it came about and how that became a part of our big charity push at Dragon Con. Well, back in the old days, of the story, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Um, it was actually um, Paul McGillian was in our room for a panel um, because Atlantis hadn't really hit its stride in popularity just yet. So he was still able to come into our track room as opposed to a big room. Mm-hmm. And we had a few items that people had donated that wanted to help out with the charity for the convention. So we had an impromptu sort of auction. And um, that was a little bit wild. Uh, prices went kind of high because Paul decided to start uh, giving out kisses for high bids. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So that started it off. Um, but when it really um, hit us hard was uh, 2008. Um, Don S. Davis was supposed to be there at Dragon Con, but um, he had passed away due to his heart issues before he could get to the convention. And it just so happened that that year, the charity was the American heart association. So we did um, what we called dollars for Don in mm-hmm. addition to an impromptu sort of auction. And um, we actually still have all of those dollars for Don um, printouts that people had signed that we had up on the wall. And oh, wow. uh, cool. Every year after that, we've had the auction, and it has become an official part of our track on the docket and in a big room uh, signed by uh, the convention. And uh, and the director actually at the time had contacted uh, Don's family to let them know, you know that we that you know the auction had been occurring, and they gave us you know, permission to use his name associated with the auction. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of when it became officially the Don S. Davis Memorial Charity Auction. Yeah. And ever since then, we've been running it every year. Now we've expanded past just Stargate items. And we've yeah. got for Farscape fans, B5 fans, Bellstar fans, um, Buck Rogers fans. That's another one of our properties. So we've got a little bit of everything. Well, I remember um, years and years ago uh, when it was just the Stargate track and the this was, I think the first year Michael Shanks came or maybe the second. And I, the director at that point, Jen, I thought she was going to pass out because she was like, (laughs) 
we have a pant, we have a pair of Michael Shanks pants from the show. And I'm like, okay. She goes, no, no. Like he wore them. And I'm like, <laughs> I gotcha. I'm understanding this. You got to breathe. And she's like, <gasps> and I'm like, okay. I was like, yeah. All right. Good. Good for you. Go. If you're going to buy something, that's good. That's great. And it goes to a great charity. So you already want them. This is a good time to go and get them. John, we I think maybe, moments. we, we, we all have our moments. We all have that professional demeanor, but then we have our little but, private fangirl minutes. Yes. And she, she was doing it to me. So it was okay. So, you know, we were not on stage or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so there was that. And Don S. Davis uh, very luckily got to do one panel with him about being Scully's dad uh, in X-Track many, many years ago. And he oh. was a absolutely lovely person really really yeah he's really lovely lovely man um but you guys always do a lot for charity so and it just happens that this year it's also back to the american heart association so we want to make this even bigger and better than before okay so what you guys doing because i know it's not just this auction you guys always are big oh no we've got some other things up our sleeves Mm -hmm. um some of the other things that we're going to do uh we have a charity games and crafts night. That's a kid oriented event. That's going to be at eight 30 on Saturday night. So, you know, let the kids have some fun with games and crafts and stuff before they have to go off to bed. And then we have the charity team trivia night at 10, which is for mature audiences. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we can let our hair down a little bit and raise a little more money. There's a mm-hmm. suggested donation for that to enter the team trivia. Uh, okay, we I was wondering, have- how- wait, hold on a second. I was wondering how did you raise money for that? Cause I'm like, if you're just going to play games, but basically you say, if you're going to come, we'd like you to donate. Oh yes. And we okay. remind them that, you know, we have this uh, dragon con, a charity donation bucket in mm-hmm. the room. And you know, we have these items that our track has generated <laughs> to produce where all the items go, money goes straight to charity because Ooh. we have, uh, strictly for charity items that the track does that we'll also be making available at the Can't Stop the Signal Dance, which is our other big major event. Oh, and that is, uh, again, if you don't know what Can't Start, can't Stop the Signal is, you didn't watch Firefly. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, the movie, actually. Yeah, so. Serenity. But, you know, it's all Serenity, Firefly. Of course, every <laughs> fandom is welcome. But we'll have some things there for specifically for charity. We'll be dancing. Uh, DJ Phasm's going to be spinning for us at the Shindig. So it's going to be a good time at the Peachtree Ballroom at Friday. Now, where, which, all- which, bil- which hotel is the Peachtree Ballroom in? Yeah, yeah, it's in the West End. Okay. It is in the West End. Also where our track room is in Chastain, D.E. Okay. Yeah, there was some debate earlier in the uh, earlier in the podcast series this year about where the Peachtree uh, Ballroom was, and we just need to clear that up once again. It's in the mm-hmm. Weston, not well, in the Sheridan. I mean, given we are in Atlanta, so it's Peachtree somewhere. Yeah, it's always yeah, always Peach something. How can you be lost? There are thirty one streets named Peachtree, so yeah. Um, and you're talking about some charity items to purchase. Can you give us a tiny little teaser of what maybe one of those would be? Absolutely. So we have a charity challenge coin. Now, our track produces the challenge coin, which is something that military groups will often do as kind of recognition for visiting a place or something like that. Um, but we have a charity version that's a little bit smaller, but, but it's Firefly-oriented that we'll be offering at the dance separate than anything our track mm-hmm. is doing. 
And we Very also lovely. have a couple other things, like maybe some lanyards that might oh, be a little brown and ooh. some wristbands and stuff. You know, just a few yeah. things. Well, just just those are teasers. You got to go to the party and mm -hmm. and give them and give money for charity and get a present. You give Ooh. money and you even get a present. That's even better. Yeah. Donation okay. and here's your gift. Donation mm. and here's your gift. That's right. It's Yay! the tote bag that goes along with your, you know, thirty dollar donation to PBS. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. We're good with that. We're so good with that. Uh, so we had Bo on earlier uh, talking about the. Uh, with a puppetry track and, and, you know, we talked, started briefly talking about Brian Henson, but he's, uh, really not there to support the puppetry track surprisingly, but to support some other, uh, puppetry related, uh, military sci-fi, which would be uh, Farscape. So you have him as a guest this year, right? That is correct. And we have a whole slew, a slew of Farscape guests to talk about. So, Gigi Edgley has been there a bit, but this year she's going to be joined by Lonnie Tupu, Ben Browder, uh, Rebecca Riggs, Anthony Simcoe, and besides Brian Henson, there's also going to be Rockney O'Bannon for the 20th anniversary of Farscape. Yeah, it's 20 years. It's not possible because I remember watching it when I was in my 20s, so therefore it can only be like maybe uh, 10 years five. old at the most five, Maybe five. Like yeah that. let's go with five i like so that. i don't I know what five. kind of math you guys yeah. are doing over there at military sci-fi track <laughs> but it's wrong yeah we're yeah we're good with that we, it is very very wrong uh we're the ones moving at the speed of light and you guys seem to be adding those years while we're going just very very slow well <laughs> a lot of our stuff is near future so hey yeah, yeah. i like that idea um uh, so yeah no sorry go james yeah, this is the first year for Rockne O'Bannon to come for Farscape for us. And a lot of people talk about how weird Farscape is, but there's actually a good reason for that. Oh, what is that? When he pitched it to Sci-Fi for them to buy the show, the head of Sci-Fi at the time said, just make it as weird as you can. I don't <laughs> want it to be a kid's show. Oh. <laughs> okay. And they succeeded. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Well, and I didn't know. I mean, now you start watching, I don't want to say older, but in that 20-year-ish, you know, 25, 30 years, 15 years, he was in an amazing number of things. I mean, he has been a part of, every, you know, Farscape, Sequest, uh, even helped write the first Warehouse 13 episode. So he's you. He's probably touched a fandom you love, no matter what. And that's been he's just amazing. I love that they said make it as weird as they could. So that's why we got the farting king. <laughs> that damn, that was. I, I always wondered where that farting came from. Now we know. Okay, good to know. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Uh, so you were also talking about Ben Browder with Farscape. Are you? hoping begging the powers that be will maybe let you steal him a little bit for some uh stargate stuff i think we'll be able to snag him for a little bit oh, yeah. I, he's kind of committed to the other stuff too but i think we might be able to grab him for at least one but we are probably not going to be able to grab our other guests that we really want to keep around and that would be mark shepherd who's returning to con this year after absence the little black dress of fandom that is he there is uh, he's so in everything he's wonderful too by the way so yeah 
So yeah, what did you want to steal him for? Was it which oh, which one it? of your properties? Oh yeah, okay, yeah, uh, definitely uh, Bellstar Galactica, and I mean that would have been great for the reimagining. Um, then of course also Badger, absolutely mm-hmm. for Firefly. Firefly, yep. yep. <sighs> but sadly, they he is um, apparently too popular, and thus that makes him a main sort of yeah, guy. I just always have to remember it was one year it was he came from one year and that's when we had a lot of supernatural and that's before urban fantasy. So supernatural was still with extract. And I was trying to explain to my husband who he was. I was like, it's Mark Shepard. He's in everything. And he's like, I don't know. I was like, he's in everything. He's been in this and that. And he's like looking through the, the our, you know, our DVDs and all that. And he went. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Was he in that? I was like, yes, yes, he played the lawyer. And he was like, um, huh? I was like, the guy that carried the dead cat around. And he was like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. No, I remember him now. I remember him now. I'm like, thank you. So, dead cats. That's always <laughs> fun to don't, don't carry around dead cats. And if I spoiled Battlestar Galactica for you folks, you should have caught up a long time ago because it was really, really good. I mean, it has been 10 years since the end of it, which we actually will be doing in a panel talking about the ending of the reimagining. Oh, wow. Again, that's not possible. I remember watching that when I was in my. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I remember being upset. I remember being disappointed in my. (laughs) Yes. I remember being upset that it was like a whole year between a season. So that had to be a long, long time ago. Uh, yeah, no, um, I would think that is going to be an interesting discussion only oh, yeah. because that is still a finale that divides, divides fans, yeah. divides fans. Yeah. Controversial. Uh, mm-hmm. Controversial. Yeah. Take some pictures. Cause that would be, and maybe I'd love to see them. Yeah, maybe video. <laughs> they never know. You never know. Um, and so you got all that now. Are you doing, because John is the one who spoke into the ether and talked about Thursdays being the new day one of con. Are you doing anything on Thursday? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh. We have our second annual, which means we got away with it for another year. um, (laughs) MSFM meet and greet onesie mixer. So what that? Explain. Explain. A what? All right, so we wanted to have an opportunity to do kind of a soft opening for our track and where you could come in, learn about the different shows that we're doing, hang out, meet some of the people that you'll be locked in a room with for several days. And we thought, well, why not put everybody in onesies and have a good time? Sure, because that's a normal thought process for anybody. You mean those, you mean those onesies that like have the zip up and they were used to be for little children? And now, now they make grown-up versions? Absolutely. Uh, we have even versions that are appropriate for us. I think last year we were rocking our Star Trek onesies. And <laughs> there's a little bit of everything. But onesies aren't required. But it's just a way to have a little bit of fun before everything gets started. Don, do you have a onesie? Not that I'm going to talk about. Well, I was just going to say, <laughs> if you had a onesie and you go and get a picture with them, I'll mm-hmm. give money to charity for their group. Ooh. <laughs> but you got to wear the onesie so, and go and get a picture with Karen and James on Thursday night. You know you want to come over, John. 
the West. And you know you want to wear that onesie, John. Uh, Thursday at 7, John. Uh, and it goes to charity. It goes for charity, John. Charity. So, uh, so you have other panels that you're doing also. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not going away from this yet. You're the one that spoke and brought Thursday forward. Come mm-hmm. on, John. It's for charity. It's for the babies. It's for the. It's for oh, the little tiny hearts. Someone think that about the hearts. <laughs> John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I uh, my um, your break. Shh, uh, I will text your wife. I'll have to. I let have me uh, let me go do some. Shame, sh- no, I have no quick. shame, and we'll text your wife. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so there's uh, other things <laughs> that are going on. I'll take some pity on John. We do have a couple more things that I can tell y'all about that are a little bit different. If you like to do stuff at the non-traditional hours, it's not. In those are we also have a little bit of late night programming this year. Oh. Okay, don't get too excited there. It's late night. It's like, (laughs) if I can stay up past 1130, there might be Now, do these involve onesies as well? or Not unless you want to. Onesie optional. But Mm -hmm. we have the um, MSFM Mad Libs Live panel, where what we do is we take a script from one of our shows, And then we have the audience perform um, an act of suggestion. Give me a noun. Give me a verb. And we're doing it late night so we can be less discretionary over the nouns and verbs. And then we place that into the scripts like a Mad Libs and then have people perform the scripts. Okay. All right. So that usually uh, gets very interesting and makes me have to schedule that at Saturday, 1130. Uh, P.M. P.M. That's a mature one after 10 P.M. Labeled mature. Yes, there we go. But we're also trying something a little different this year, too, on Saturday at 10 P.M. Sunday, sorry, at 10 P.M. And that is the improv panel. We're going to try that out. We're kind of giving a general informal title of who Stargate is anyway. And we'll just do it kind of like a who's lion situation and throw out things for people to uh, model and act as. We've got a couple folks on for that. But if anybody wants to participate, then we can pull people from the audience and let them do it, too. Okay. Come on, people. You know you want to volunteer. Go on. Go volunteer. It'll be fun. And are those fun. those in your in your track room proper or are they in bigger rooms? Or different All rooms? in the track room proper because okay. and that'll be the, probably the only thing proper about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's always good. So what time are you doing that one? <laughs> that Again, one after is the 10 o'clock? 10. Yeah, starting at 10, folks. So. Tentatively. <laughs> Tentatively scheduled. This is true, <laughs> but that one uh, tentatively at some point in the night it has yes. to be. <laughs> it has to be after the. It has to be after the witching hour. So yeah, excellent. Okay, I yeah. Okay, what else? What <laughs> I mean? Okay, so your media panels. You talked about those two. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the groups I always see in the parade every year. You've got the Battlestar Galactica group, which is you guys. I usually see Stargate. And sometimes we've seen some Firefly people. So do you guys ever march in the parade or, you know, those groups and you're like, go say how wonderful we are. We kind of coordinate uh, just generally if they wanted to use anything of ours during the parade, they're allowed to. 
but we generally are more doing some in-room sort of prep and stuff during the parade time. So we don't really march, partly because we have to be marching all through the con for the rest of the day. <laughs> and that might drain my resources a bit more than I could handle. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I get that. One thing that's neat is our track room is such that we actually watch the parade turn the corner to go down the hill on Peachtree Street because we have a window view of Peachtree oh. Street from our track room. Oh, wow. That, uh, that's, that's, that is very cool. You should just, you should just schedule a, a panel that is, uh, called turning the corner and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's everyone up there. Wait, no, that would be wrong. <laughs> But donations to charity are always loved. So. Uh, turning the corner for for charity. There you go. We actually do have a 10 a.m. panel, though. On Saturday, it's our Rewind and Rewatch panel, mm-hmm. where we talk about things and see if they hold up. And so it's kind of a low-key alternative for people who don't want to do the parade. And hey, they can look out the back and watch the parade go by. So it works out. Wave as the parade goes by. That's always cool. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's uh, let's. Is there is there anything else that we need to make sure we highlight? Any other uh, big events or dances or or um, I mean, you don't have enough yet. So let's let's get some more stuff. Oh, absolutely, we'll have more. Uh, we have a couple things that we're doing. Um, we're kind of celebrating uh, Space 1999, and we're kind of combining with people from Brit Track and American Sci-Fi Classics to do that. We've got some anniversaries, the Babylon 5, 25th anniversary for the show, uh, 20 years since Crusade premiered, and we have a special Crusade panel for that, too. We've got military side. Battle start, the one I mentioned, uh, the BSG anniversary panel for the end of the reimagining. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, One other thing that we also do is we have a diversity and inclusion in military sci-fi media panel. And that's at the moment on Sunday. And we like to make sure that there's an opportunity for all voices in sci-fi and to talk about what they're currently seeing in military sci-fi and what they might want to see in the future. There you go. That is that is wonderful. And we talked to diversity track with Jarvis yesterday. So, hey, guys, come on. There's lots of diversity stuff that's going on. So just, you know, keyword that or something. I don't know. (laughs) But there is a lot of that. And I think we are really all of us in sci fi now are really wanting to do better. And, you know. We just want to do better. Well, if you think think about it, most sci-fi, most sci-fi is about a, you know, a hopeful future. So, yes, um, where, you know, people are getting along. People are doing jobs without getting paid, which is also, you know, (laughs) a utopian world that that uh, um, may or may not ever come to fruition. But, but, you know, it's a goal. It's a goal. Yeah. 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 That's always the goal. It's a nice goal. It is a nice goal. So very cool. Um, So, yeah, you guys are busy, busy beavers. And we even have a puppetry panel. Oh, what's your puppetry panel? There's going to be a a kind of a fusion puppet show. Mm -hmm. And there is a crossover between a Doctor Who moment and Colonel Carter from Stargate. And it's called Companion Carter. Okay. And they're going to be going after Anubis. Oh. I like it. 
I'm giggling at that. That's why I'm trying not to giggle too loudly. That's what was my little snorkel. That and because it's kind of right now, it's scheduled for Monday at 10. Because <laughs> at some point you need to sleep at some point. And yeah, caffeine, Because I think all the caffeine intake goes up. I, every day it's big, right? But I really always think like that Monday, oh, I have to get up and get out of this hotel. And yeah, there's stuff to do. I think the Monday caffeine intake is even bigger than almost every other day. I always feel that. Yeah, so good. And you guys are in the Westin. So that's very cool. And remember, somebody else told you that the Westin has a really tasty and reasonably inexpensive food area. So if you go in on that level that's from the street and just keep going back, go and grab some food, and then you can go and see the panels you want to see. And then clean up after yourself. Don't leave messes in the track rooms or anywhere else. No, but we do usually have a space in the back of the track room, kind of a chill mm -hmm. area where we have tables and stuff set up. So if you want to come in and take in a panel, but you also really need to eat and you don't want to die, then you can come sit in the back of the room and, and watch the panel and, and eat. And if you're done, then you can go up to the front and participate. There you go. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, John, you, you uh, get to yep. be evil to us now. All right. So this yeah. is the point in the show where I ask you for a number between one and 20. Oh, Lord. 13. 13. All right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 is an already open pack. <clears throat> it's Sorry, an already 13 open pack. Is so good. Pack. You can explain this then. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So this is actually going to be the pop culture. And I got to figure out which side did I, I guess it was this side that I read before. All right. So uh, pop culture trivia. This actually has five questions on them. So I'll be rolling a six sided die. If I roll a six, you get to pick which number. Uh, James, Karen, and Lee will be playing against each other. Mm. Um, and it's just general right. trivia. We'll play to five or three, depending upon how torturous it becomes. Uh, <laughs> uh, James or Karen, who wants to start first? I'll start. Okay. So uh, rolling dice here. You get number one, which looks like games. <laughs> um, or, well, it looks like games, but it's a Rubik's Cube, so I don't know. It says pop cultural trivia. But anyway, <clears throat> what what product was, because this has nothing to do with games, what product was pitched during the 1990s by three frogs named Ur, Wise, and Bud? Hmm. Could it be a beer-type product it that could might be. go by the name Budweiser? Budweiser. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. All right, James. I forgot about those silly frogs, little frogs. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, I rolled a four for you, which is music. Uh, this is for James. Uh, who caused controversy when he claimed that the Beatles were more popular than Jesus Christ? I believe it would be John Lennon. That is correct. All right, Lee. They're already jumping ahead of you here. Lee, four, which I is also know. music. Uh, another Beatles question. What oh, record company was started by the Beatles? Apple. That is correct. Well, I'm sorry. No, that's incorrect. It's Apple, Apple Records. Records. <laughs> sorry. Apple Records <laughs> Company. Da, 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 da. Yeah. All right, Karen, this is for you. Um, All right. I, I rolled a one again, so you're back at the, up at the top of this card. Uh, what electronic toy that featured its own language was a must-have toy of 1999? 
What electronic toy? Um, its own language and was a must-have toy of 1999. And uh, I was busy in college. Um, Tamagotchi? I don't know. No, no, Furby. Furby. I was wondering if that oh, was that Furby. Thing. Yeah, no, those are cursed. I wouldn't have one in my house. <laughs> yeah, they are a little scary. They are a little scary. Yeah. All right, James, I rolled a two, which is uh, looks like literature, books, something like that. Uh, Gonzo journalist Hunter S. Thompson spent a year living and riding with what motorcycle gang to conduct research for a book? The Hells Angels? That is correct. Bonus of a half a point. Name another motorcycle gang because I didn't imagine there. I don't know one. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what other answer could it be? Uh, Sons uh, of Anarchy. Mom. I don't your know. Your mom. Your mom. I like that. Your mom. I like that one. That one's better. I, went okay. with, I went with Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> television show, not a motorcycle gang. Uh, five. Okay. Uh, so this is the, the head with the question mark inside of it. Um, hmm. Lee, and it's for you. What Olympic gold medalist appeared on the cover of Vanity Fair in 2015? What Olympic gold medalist appeared on the cover of Vanity Fair in 2015? Um, hmm. Oh, oh, Caitlyn Jenner. That is correct. Who was Bruce Jenner at that point. Yeah. Or had just no, transitioned. No, no, no. It was yeah. a transition at that time. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. Ah. All right. Uh, back to you, Karen. Um, this is a uh, roll to number two. So literature, it looks like. What chef became a celebrity after publishing Kitchen Confidentials, Adventures in the Culinary Underbelly? What chef became a celebrity after publishing Kitchen Confidential, Adventures in the Culinary Underbelly? Um, Jamie Oliver? I'm not sure. Uh, I'll give you another hint. He had a CNN series for a long time and uh, recently passed away. Oh, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain is correct. Yes. Sorry about that. Obviously, yeah. I'm not reading chef books very often. No, no, probably. I'm a microwave kind of girl. <laughs> All right, I rolled a four for you, James. And the question is, if you had my love, was whose first single to reach the top spot on the Billboard Top 100? Or Hot 100, rather. Basically, who sang, if you had my love? James, are you there? I'm here. Just, <laughs> just. <laughs> uh, is it, it J Lo? It. Uh, I'm sorry. This says Jennifer Lopez. I do not recognize oh. who J Lo is. <laughs> yes, Stop. that's correct. So evil. <laughs> so evil. Do you all see? Mm-hmm. He's so evil. I just always think. <laughs> I, I always love the trivia questions, but because of um, this, I don't know if you guys ever saw the, the Seinfeld episode with the boy in the bubble, but it. The answer was the Moors, but it said Moops on the card. It was a misprinting, and so he would not give him a point. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Lee, one. Um, uh-huh. What company sold $3 billion? Oh, I rolled a one. Um, what company sold $3 billion worth of product in 1991 only to declare bankruptcy a year, a decade later as digital technology became the norm? That's a very vague and open question. But yes, that is. The company sold $3 billion worth of products in 1991 and then a decade later became uh, declared bankruptcy 
due to digital tech due to digital technology. Uh, blockbuster, but that's not right. No, a pol- Polaroid was a word. We're looking for. Oh, Polaroid. Okay. All right, uh, Karen, back to you. I rolled a five. Um, <laughs> what was Princess Diana's maiden name? That would be uh, Spencer. Whoa, you knew that. Yay. Hey, yeah. Question, how did you know that? I, I just know that. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were I'm if you were generally you know. familiar with most details of the royal family. I mean, you know, I know all about Henry VIII and his wives, so I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. All right, I rolled a four for you again, uh, James. This is music. Uh, who was charged in 1969 for exposing himself on stage in Miami? Baby, you can light my fire. James is busy Googling. I'm not. I'm actually just heading here next to Karen with a look on my face. Like I know the name, but it's just not, it's not coming. So I'm going to have to know. Do you know what band he sang for? The Rolling Stones. No, no. We're thinking of Jim Morrison for the door in the doors. Doors. The doors. Yeah. All right, Lee. Put the rock on that one. All right. Here we go. Lee, I rolled a five, Mm -hmm. which is. The door shut. Who was fired? It was a people. Um, who was fired at? Let me try that again. Who was fired as CEO of Apple Computers in 1985? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. That is correct. All right, we're down to the wire here. Uh, back to you, Karen. Three. Uh, who played the lifeguard named Mitch Buchanan on the TV series Baywatch? Um, I'm guessing that would have to be David Hasselhoff. That is correct. Because that Woo-hoo! is the, literally the only male I know from that show. <laughs> Jason Moma started on Baywatch. All right. For yeah, uh, no, I'm going to uh, delete that from my acting memory. <laughs> That's okay. That's fine. I understand. Yeah. He was uh, he. As far as you're concerned, just Atlantis, and that was it. Oh no, no, I'm I'm quite willing to see him rule the seas. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh. Uh, I rolled a six for you, James. That means you get to pick which category do you want. I'll just throw a four out there. I'm not even sure which category it is. <laughs> That's music again. <laughs> Maybe okay. you should change that. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with it. What was Elvis Presley's middle name? What was Aaron? That is correct. Woohoo! All right. Lee, I rolled a six for you. What do you uh what what category do you want there? Uh one. One. I don't even remember it. What slogan was first used in nineteen sixty three to advertise Lucky Charms cereal? Magically delicious. They're magically delicious is correct. That is correct. Um okay. You could win it here, Karen, because that's how we do it. Whoever gets to five first, you happen to go first, but, you know, that's just luck. All right, I rolled a three. Okay. What TV series was set at William McKinley High School? What TV series was set at William McKinley High School? Uh, 
That's not a hint. Although I guess it could be. Yes, it it involved high school students. No, it involved it involved adults acting as high school students, and that's every show. Yes, exactly. It was on Fox, and it took mostly in place in a choral room. Okay, I'm gonna have to go with Glee on that Glee one. Is correct. Ding, 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 ding. Although I kind of cheated because I got hints. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give I'll give James an, uh, a chance to actually tie, and then Lee will just lose. Uh, one. <laughs> Sorry, Lee. Um, what soft <laughs> drink, James? Is for you. What soft drink was dubbed the Champagne of Ginger Ale? Schweppes? No! Canada Dry! Canada Dry! You know, because, you know, we have the champagne of beer, which is, what, Michelob? Is that Nothing. Right? There is no such thing. No such thing. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, uh, congratulations, Karen. Uh, uh, here's your non-prize. Enjoy it. I hope you, uh, you know, spend it well. I'll uh, accept my bragging rights with pride. Yay! Um, I'm I'm really I'm fine because I was able to look up Jason Moma in Baywatch, and I'm okay with this. I'm all right right now with my loss. <laughs> he does a lot of things around the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even Atlantis. Yep. Just I guess I guess people just like to see him wet. Is that what it is? And moving on. Anyway, and, so uh, and we're trying to so, keep this family friendly podcast. Go forward, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, remind everyone again where they can find out more information on the military sci-fi track, as well as what rooms you will be occupying, um, hostily, I suppose, Planned. since you're military, um, at uh, a <laughs> at DragonCon. Well, a couple places you can go. Uh, we have a Twitter account. MSFF track. And we also have Facebook. We have a Facebook group that you can reach from our page, which is Military Sci-Fi Media at DragonCon. And you can see also information about us on the DragonCon.org regular page. Awesome. Woohoo! All right. So, uh, again, folks, uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy, busy director life to um, talk to us. We appreciate it. And as I... As I uh, like to remind folks, um, be sure to thank the volunteers, not only at the military sci-fi track, but also all around Dragon Con. Try to thank a volunteer at least once a day um, for the work that they do to put on this uh, this great show that we look forward to every every year. We have to wait another 360 days until it comes back around again after it's over. Um, so until next time, for James, Karen, and Lee, this is John. Saying peace. Hi. This has been a production of the Unique Geek. To leave a comment or suggestion, call us at 813-3210-TUG or email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com. Follow the Geeks on Twitter at sign the Unique Geek. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share alike non-commercial license.